Hey everyone, Vipe Desai here, and welcome back to the Currents Podcast, brought to you by the Surf Industry Members Association, SEMA for short. This is the podcast where we share retail sales data, trends, and even interviews with leading retailers, all in an effort to keep you informed of what's going on with the business of the surf industry. I'm just getting back from Surf Expo, and I'll share that attendance was way up. Booths were busy. Folks I spoke with were very upbeat, and overall energy level was great. The next show is in September, and I feel that one is going to be a busy one as well, so make sure to make plans to exhibit and attend. And speaking of exhibiting and attending, Surfscape, SEMA's consumer-facing event, is going to be taking place April 27th and 28th in Huntington Beach, and by the looks of the brands exhibiting, It'll be another great turnout and opportunity to showcase your brand in front of thousands of consumers. So be sure to get signed up to exhibit. All the details can be found at surfindustry.org. Now, before we get into the Action Watch sales data, I want to share three pieces of information that highlight why surfing is in good shape. First, in our new diversity in surfing report, we highlight that almost a million new people got into surfing over the past five years. That's a significant number, and there's much more data in the report. So head over to our website, and you can download it for free. Next, a study out of Australia revealed that surfing's mental health benefits is valued at $1 trillion to the global economy. Yep, you heard that right. $1 trillion. And lastly, the 2023 SFIA participation report shows that surfing is the fastest growing water sport in America. While some of the Action Watch data I'll be sharing may not reflect what I just shared, know that surfing is in good shape and consumers are stoked to get in the water. Okay, with that, let's kick things off with the November Action Watch data. Overall, the month showed a bit of a dip with average sales down 11.4% compared to the same time last year. Despite a bounce back from September and October, year-over-year comparisons have been a struggle for the ninth consecutive month. Now, the interesting part is that even though November is typically the ramp-up to holiday spending, it landed in the bottom half of the year for sales. Surf hard goods, especially surfboards, faced a steep decline of 22%, making it a challenging month for this category. However, there is a silver lining with apparel, which experienced a nice recovery compared to October. Moving on to pricing and cost, November saw consumer pricing decrease more than retailer cost. This suggests a probability of discounts to clear inventory for the holiday season. Despite this, surf hard goods had their largest margin increase over the four of over the year at 4%, mainly driven by shortboards. Now let's talk about margins. Overall, November's margins were up, with surf maintaining a positive streak of seven months. However, wetsuit saw a slight decrease of 1%, while all categories remained above year-to-date margin metrics, indicating a healthier climate. When it comes to inventory, November levels were almost the lowest of the year at negative 7.6%, continuing a six-month trend. However, despite low inventories, margins were up. The big question now is whether December, a critical month for holiday shopping, will follow suit. Fast forward to December, and the numbers tell us a different story. 
Average sales were down by a significant negative 13.2% year over year. This marks the largest down month since September, extending a streak of 11 straight months of negative comparisons. Despite December not living up to expectations, all categories continue to perform above pre-COVID levels. Apparel, taking a hit at negative 11.1%, had the most significant negative pull due to its large average sales. Retailer costs outpace consumer pricing, affecting margins across all subcategories. Now, in terms of inventory, it's a mixed bag. While short-sleeve tees showed positive growth, fleece and hoodies and swimwear faced significant declines. Accessories also took a hit, with backpacks down negative 18.3%, but baseball caps saw a positive uptick. Now, diving into surf hard goods, despite a 9% decline, this was the smallest drop in 17 months. Surfboards showed resilience, being up by 2%, and positive margins were maintained in most subcategories. However, wetsuits had a tough month, down negative 38.5%, largely influenced by low inventories. Retailer costs were high, higher than consumer pricing, affecting margins, but certain subcategories like long sleeve spring and rash guards managed to buck the trend. Now, looking beyond the Action Watch data, we're going to share which brands are performing in select categories. We'll change this up for each podcast, but for this one, here goes. All right, so the top three brands in November for women's fleece bottoms were Viore at number one, Z Supply at number two, and Billabong in the number three spot. Top three brands in November for wetsuits were O'Neill at number one, Rip Curl at number two, and XL at number three. Top three brands in November for men's wovens were Quicksilver at number one, Billabong at number two, and Ruka in the number three spot. Moving on to December, top three brands in December for short boards were Firewire at number one, Channel Islands at number two, and coming in at number three is Lost Surfboards. Top three brands in December for women's sandals were Reef at number one, Olakai at number two, and Birkenstock in the number three spot. Top three brands in December for men's sandals were Reef at number one, Olakai at number two, and Rainbow in the number three spot. Okay, that's it for this month's Action Watch data update. Now, if you're a SEMA member and want to get the report, just email Melinda Simpson at melinda at surfindustry.org. The report is free to all SEMA members, and there's a ton of data in there for you to dive into. Now it's time to check in with a retailer, and I'm stoked to bring this conversation with Heather Shields from South Coast Surf Shop to all of you. She shared some great insights that you'll want to pay attention to. And full disclosure here, South Coast was the first surf shop I ever worked at, and Heather and I worked together at the same time. So it was really special to connect with her again for this podcast. Let's jump into this conversation with Heather. My name is Heather Shields. I am with South Coast Surf Shops. We have five locations and a website. We are hitting our 50th year this year. We started in 1974. I've only been around since 1989 at the shop, but it has been uh, amazing. We have three stores in Ocean Beach, 
uh, a men's store, a women's store, a women's store is called South Coast Wahinis. And then we have a closeout store, which is where we send all our bits and pieces so that people can get discounts. And then in Pacific Beach, we have a women's store on Crystal Pier. And then we have a men's store right at the beach, too. And then our online store. So that's us. Dominating PB and OB. So looking back at 2023, I'd actually like to put it in the rear mirror and not think about it much, but I will. Uh, the first, what, four to five months, we had a ton of rain and the weather really affected business. When you have all your locations at the beach and nobody's coming to the beach to lay out, obviously, or be there to go surfing because the water is polluted, um, it takes a toll. And so I had a problem with my spring uh, goods hitting my summer goods. And so that's how the year started. So I was in a panic. I had major discounting because I was trying to get rid of stuff. The brands don't want it back. Uh, customers don't really want bathing suits and trunks, but we worked through it. Summer finally comes. July is amazing. August is amazing. The heat waves are here. So we go back to school. So the bright star there is people were shopping. They were finally ready. We we're selling everything. I did have to do some pretty heavy discounts with brands helped. So that was really nice. They've always been super helpful. Um, and then we go on to Thanksgiving, which is usually the start of the best season for us. It was to a degree, but I had to kind of play the game of people walking in. What's what's on sale? What's going on? What are we doing here? And so we did. We did bigger discounts, 30%, 40%. I had something for everybody to say right when a customer walked in to get their attention, to get them shopping because the discounting across the board in every industry, I think, was out of control. Um, but the one thing that we have is we have a, here's a person trying to sell you something, telling you, educating you about the product. And that's better than buying it online, if you ask me. So Thanksgiving turned out good. Um, that whole weekend, we did a pretty substantial sale. And overall, we were flat the year before. So I'll take flat any day of the week these days. And then brands did help out in the back end. So then we lead into Christmas. And I will say the weather was amazing. The big surf really helps everyone coming to the beach, everyone watching the waves. There were even people in OB taking pieces of our pier as it would float in, you know, as a memory. And I like this is, I mean, it's the good and bad. The pier needs to be rebuilt, but it's just sad to see it go. Um, but it brought people to the store. So I appreciate that. We really didn't kick off though until the week before. So the weekend before, uh, the week before Christmas, that weekend before, and then the Christmas weekend you know, gangbusters. It was amazing. It was finally like what we've been waiting for. But the big notice that I had was how many people had already done their shopping online. And because there was such heavy discounting with our, my own brands, I had to start making those calls that you hate to make. But luckily, you know, the reps don't do this. And the brands are trying to get rid of product. There's a lot going on in the surf industry. But they did have our back. I finally got a few of them to help us out. We, we would sideline their sale and then they would you know, reimburse us. But only one brand told us two weeks in advance exactly what they were doing. And that was most appreciated because I'm on the floor and I have a customer showing me their phone. Hey, I can go on this website and get it at 40% off. Can you match it? So then we have them put it in the car. We make sure it's the right size and stuff. And yes, it was. So yes, we matched it and I uh, made the brand uh, help me out there. But if brands would let us know, it would be so much more comforting for the retailer to have a heads up. And you got to do what you got to do. We all know that everyone needs to get rid of inventory or do whatever they better to do it yourself than put it in TJ Maxx or Costco. But tell me so I don't look like this fool on the floor as I'm learning the information from the customer or an email. And so and our reps really helped out. I have 
unbelievable reps that I've been working with for 30, 20, 10 years that are just, you know, trying to be there for us, trying to do their job. So overall, December was up. We had uh, four of the five stores being up and the year was not up. It was in the, uh, you know, low percentage of being down, but it was still down. So I just need to figure that out and what people want from us on the floor. I learned a lot of how much people don't want to pay for things. You know, I listened to them. I pay this for rent. I pay this for food. Like I don't need a $90 flannel. I'm like, well, let me take you over to my private label, my South Coast flannel. Here we go. We got this for 60 bucks. So that was a bright star as I moved a lot of people into that, which made me think I've just got to put more money into my own brand um, to make ends meet because it is expensive. $90 for a flannel that used to be $60 is, you know, it's a little bit daunting, but that was my year. So we're gonna put that one in the back, <laughs> onward and upward. So on a product standpoint, this year was a unique one. I didn't have something that miraculously was like on a waiting list like I have it in years prior, but for us, number one across the board um, for men's was Salty Crew. And I think that has a lot to do with where I'm located. Point Loma is just, you know, the biggest fishing industry. It's huge. And people that don't even really fish like the salty name. And so that's always a fun one. Um, but PB surprisingly sells it really well too, which I wasn't expecting. Um, Bright Stars that we just started carrying Caton. And I've been surprisingly stoked on the quality and everything they have to offer. It is a little bit more on the higher end. But when you can actually talk to the customer and they can feel it and they put it on and, you know, you look at the entire thing and how it's made, you're going to have that in your closet for 10 years. It's not just something that you're just going to have for a little bit, which other companies have made lesser things. So those were good ones. Um, I did have uh, highlights with Seager was a great one. We had a Vulcan pant called the Bellow pant. This is like oversized, gigantic pant that my son wears. He's 85 pounds in the pants to swallow him up. But the kids love better. I mean, he has clothes on. He's wearing my husband's size. Um, but it's something that the the reps have always told us was going to happen. And so I started carrying him. It kind of really started pumping. So I'm carrying him many colors. And that's that's a, that's something I didn't expect because they're just huge. Funny thing is the girls come up from the girls store and they're putting those pants on. So it's a bigger pant and they'll wear like a little top. So it's like, it's a very funny thing. There's so much crossover now with girls wearing the guys clothing, wanting something bigger and more comfortable. Um, so that's nice to see. It's something I've kind of taken in. Um, and then my South Coast private label was super strong this year. We really opened it up and we have jackets and sweatshirts and uh, sweaters and flannels and uh, too many hats because I go overboard with the hats. <laughs> Literally 6,000 hats. Ghost. Um, but those were kind of the bright stars. Um, not as much in like hard goods. We didn't, wetsuits were a little tough. We didn't have... Um, wasn't that cold so we were kind of thinking that was it but it wasn't i'm out in the water and i see guys with like holes in their suits and and i'm just like why aren't they coming in so i think it has a lot to do with when you have choices to make like what am i going to do pay my rent or buy a new suit so we've been kind of trying to assess what we are going to do on that uh, forecast but that was really kind of how products work this year basically when i worked on the floor this year i noticed and i asked my employees all the time People are really into surfing. That is something that they love and they want to try and they want to start. So here we get a person renting, then it moves into buying. We've been selling, we sell used boards at our closeout store and that's kind of where people want to start just to make sure they love it. But it is growing at OB Pier. The other day, there's like 60 people. 
60. It was insanity. And then you look down the beach and there's more and more. I mean, obviously, PB is always kind of crowded. It's a love hate. You know, I love it because I think that it is the fountain of youth. I think that this is something that people should try, you know, for your mental uh, health. And it's a great sport. You don't even know that you're working out sometimes, except for in the big surf. <laughs> when you're getting pounded on the inside, you really don't want to don't know what to do. But that that happens, too. But um, I will say that the customer will spend money on things that they feel they need. So tons of hoods just recently, tons of booties, things like that. It is pricey when you first jump into it, the sport, but then it kind of, you know, evens out over time. You're not paying $150 for a lift ticket each day. That kind of thing's not happening. So I will say that we're not always a necessity of what we have in the sense of you don't always need my, the clothes I have, maybe the shoes, the socks, things like that. But luckily people do need leashes and fins and, uh, deck pads and stuff like that. So that's really what it comes down to is our employees speaking to the customers, telling them about surfing. If they're not a surfer and they're just there figuring it out. I am. Um, our rentals were out of out of control. We actually had to stop them though when it was too big. There's so many people think they're going to just paddle out on a foamy on a 10 foot day. I'm like, absolutely not. Liability. Um, but the sentiment is I think people will pay for something that makes them happy. And I think surfing does that. Maybe not needing the uh, the or jacket or the uh, super high-end techie suit, but just want to get in the water and have fun. So my outlook for the industry in 2024, I have high hopes. I mean, I I didn't get in this business to be super rich. I got in this business to share um, how much I love surfing, how much I think this is an amazing sport for all ages, all people, all shapes and sizes. Everyone can do it. Everyone can. So going into 2024, I'd like more communication with my brands, more partnerships, more, you know, just events. I want to be back to the events, having the the bands and having the the beach bonfires. And those are the things that really bring people together. And I think it's super important. I'm going to focus on finding less expensive things so that when you walk into my store, you're going to be able to find, you know, your $10 flip-flop and your $15 towel because we have so many people with party of six. I need towels. And, you know, you Unfortunately, they're not going to want to buy these $50, $60 towels. So there's just so many little things that I have to focus on. And I just want to make sure that people come in and have a good experience in our stores. And I'm really hopeful for 2024. And I think that if we all work together and we all communicate, I think that it could be it could be a great year. So far, the weather's been amazing. Fingers crossed. Let's keep this up. Let's keep the surf coming. And i um, pretty excited about it. I feel that the emerging brands are, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. I definitely am taking note and trying new brands that are smaller that excite me. I mean, if it's just, if you're just knocking off a bigger brand and you look exactly the same, then I don't really need to do that. But I do remember that these iconic brands that I've had, we started Quicksilver when we opened, you know? So I am not going to throw anybody away. I literally have had huge success with many of these bigger brands that are going through a lot right now. So I'm going to kind of see how it shakes out. There are other people trying to take walls and 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 pay you for walls and do things like that. And that's not who I am. I am not about to just take money and turn in my friend or my the companies that have really made us who we are. So I'm willing to try new brands. Heck yeah. Like, I mean, I jumped into Forward before I even knew what Forward was, and that's proven to be super fun. Seeger has been amazing. Captain Finn now, their their design team, their clothing is really good. I just try and rid of them. I mean, there's 
there's these agencies of reps now that are taken on so many little brands and created brands. And so, yes, I'm 100% willing to try new things. I'm not going to send anybody away right yet, but uh, but I, I do love smaller brands. I love trying new things. I love special ideas. Um, I'm really searching for more design in the t-shirts. Like I, I love where it's intricate and I just don't need to have it just the logo across the back. So that those kind of things excite me. So I'm still still out there looking for that. But um, that's kind of what I see for our future. Uh, this is completely a little bit different, but we this year transitioned into having all of our tags with the RFID tags. So I would really like brands to jump on board with us because it is so nice to wave a wand around and kind of get your inventory straight. And we do it and use it all the time. And it really is helpful for the reps. It's helpful for the brand. It's helpful for me. It's helpful for knowing what shrinkage is happening where. And so a few people are doing it. Um, O'Neill already does it. And I think that Rip World's on its way, but it is expensive, but I think it's it's kind of the future and it's really nice to know what's going on in your stores at all times with the inventory. That's my take. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Heather. That's a wrap for this episode. Don't forget to add the current podcast to your playlist today and subscribe. Thanks for listening and visit us at surfindustry.org if you want to join SEMA or exhibit at Surfscape. We'll see you again soon on the next pod.